Okay, so we're holding in the middle of Chaf. We're talking about different types of his bindness. We're holding by the word of his bindness. So essentially now he's going to give us more direction in terms of different types of his bindness and what the objective is, because each uh, each his bindness really has a different objective of what we're trying to accomplish. Um, again, we're using our intellect to try to understand Hashem, and by understanding Hashem, the idea is that we will have a totally different type of relationship with Him. Uh, the problem, obviously, is with this whole story is that by using our intellect, it's almost like we're trying to understand God uh, in terms of a God, godly concept, so to speak. You know, what is God? Who is God? What it, it's not. Um, it's not, uh, it's not real, you know, for, for lack of a better word of saying it. But it's the best way, it's the best bridge to get us to where we want to go. But at the end of the day, as much as a bridge is, a, a bridge is a, uh, something that will bring you to where you want to go, it also acts as a divider. Um, because it causes Hashem, in a certain way, to become like more of an intellectual concept as opposed to a real thing. Now, we're using our intellect to make Hashem real in our own minds. That's what we're trying to do. But we have to somehow make that jump between just the philosophy and the real deal. Like, in other words, when I'm thinking about a person, let's say that I'm thinking about a relationship that I want to develop with a person, I could think about all of his great points and all how wonderful he is and everything like that, but that's still remaining in my mind. I still have to have a relationship with that person. The relationship is not my intellect. My intellect is supposed to help me to develop that relationship. But at the end of the day, the relationship has to be the relationship, not the intellect. But nevertheless, what we feel in Chabad Hasidis, the Rebbeim have taught us, is that the intellect is coming to help us. It's coming to uh, develop that relationship, to make it real, to make it the best way that it could possibly, the best way that it could possibly be. That's the objective. Okay, so let's go. So the Hisbainus can be in several different manners. And so now he's going to go and list some of these different ideas. So he says like this, So you have different types of Hisbainus. So for example, Now what does it mean? He says, He says, so, so, excuse me. So, one of the ideas is the concept of creation, right? And all the different creation things that are created, right? So, you could be thinking about that. This is like what is explained, what we say in Tehillim. God Hashem is great and He is very praised. When is He great? Like it says, a Masai who godl, when is he great? Right? Dafka be'ir elokeinu. What does it mean, be'ir elokeinu? Ve'heina hizbonis be'gedulus ve'roimus Hashem eich shebar ha'kol be'bechina ziva ha'ar levad. So this meditation is a meditation of how he is great and he is wondrous, he is exalted. How? When he is creating everything, but everything is created through this ziv, through this ray. That's it. But my or like it says, Veruach Piv Levad, with only the breath of his mouth. Nisabu Kolailmos. All the worlds were created. Right? So it's just coming from such a, a, a minuscule element which is really not even him. 
It's like a, an offspring of him, an, an outshoot of him. Right? So imagine if all the worlds, and you spend your time thinking for a second about the different worlds, you just even think about this world, right? Well, that's one of the ways of expanding one's brain, right? Um, when we say, Magaduma secha, Marabuma secha, right? Uh, the, I think I went through this with you before. Like if just thinking in terms of, imagine, you know, start with the inanimate world. Right? Think about how many different types of rocks there are, different types. So for example, you have diamonds, and you have rubies, and you have sapphires, and you have opals, and you have emeralds, and you have uh, quartz, and you have coal, and you have limestone, and you have granite, and you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if you just take, let's say, diamonds, I mean, how many million diamonds are there in the world? Right? Or how many billion diamonds, you can maybe even say? How many billion diamonds? Right? And how many billion emeralds there are. And each one of those things is being created differently. Right? That's why you have, like, for instance, a diamond salesman. I don't know if you ever looked into it before, but there's different grades of diamonds. And they grade the diamonds based on color. They've been, they, they judge the diamonds based on how clean they are. So there's like number grades and there are, and there are letter grades and there are different. Right? That's just talking about diamonds alone. Right? What about all the coal? How much coal do you think there is in the world, right? Coal mines and all this stuff. And then, you know, then you could take, a, you know, you can go and think about that for a while. Then you could think about, you know, vegetation. You know, how many different blades of grass do you think there are just in the rabbinical college, uh, you know, here in the front of the rabbinical college? You know, what is it, like 500,000, a million, 10 million? I don't know. I have no idea, right? And then you have how many different types of grass. You have bluegrass and Kentucky bluegrass, and you have sawgrass, and you have this grass, and you have that grass. And then you talk about trees. You know, you have maple trees and white birch trees and regular birch trees and uh, red maples and Japanese red maples. And you have apple trees and pear trees and, you know, coconut trees. And then you have different, how many palms? There's royal palms and coconut palms. And, uh, and you just keep on date palms. And, you know, you just keep on going. And you start thinking, wow, you know, like, man, Imagine that. Then you have like you know you go to like Snapple insects. Back. What? Back. What? Every grain of sand on all of the entire world, mm -hmm. there are a hundred stars. Oh wow. Okay. So that well, we didn't even get to the stars. They were just talking about the the, the things on the the things on the. Uh, on the earth, right? But exactly, grains of sand, we didn't even say that, how many grains of sand there are on the beach, right? Or then, I mean, in other words, you just keep on, just keep on going. Uh, you know, you talk about insects, how many, how many mosquitoes are there in the world? How many flies? How many different types of mosquitoes? How many different types of flies? How many different types of bees? How many different types of, or then you talk about fish, right? How many, uh, you know, you talk about sharks, Right, like, you know, like sharks, right? So sharks, you know, how many different types of sharks? You have blue sharks and great white sharks and white tip sharks and dusky sharks and tiger sharks and leopard sharks. And you have, dust, you know, what I said, dusky sharks already. I said, uh, you know, you have sand sharks and hammerhead sharks. And, you know, on and on, on. And each one of these different species has, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of members to that species, right? And you have mako sharks and you have, you know, on, 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 on. I mean, and that's, you know, how many types of tuna? You have bluefin tuna and yellowfin tuna and skipjack tuna and big eye tuna and albacore and you have, you know, on. I mean, it's just, it's endless, all right? And then you think about it, that all this was created just with the breath that's coming out of Hashem's mouth, so kebiachol, which is like, you know, imagine what is my breath compared to me, the breath of my mouth. Well, we have that, we have that, uh, that meditation in, uh, in chapter um, 20 of Tanya, right? Like he says, imagine the word that you said, like I said the word the five minutes ago. Like imagine the word the compared to 
that I said, you know, five minutes ago. Imagine the significance of that in comparison to uh, the words that I've said just this morning. How many words have I said just this morning, just in this class? How many words have I said? Well, compare that to how many words have I said in the past, uh, you know, three days, one week. The word the that I said now six minutes ago compares to all the words that I've said in the past month. Compares to all the words that I've said in the past year, right? Compares to all the words that I've said in the past 50 years, right? Compares to all the words that I could potentially say, uh, right? In other words, you, you, you see the insignificance on the one hand of where it's coming from, and you see the significance on the other hand. When a person spends his time, you know, he sits down, what is he supposed to be doing by davening, right? Before davening and by davening. He's supposed to be putting his brain into a different space in order that he should have an appreciation, right? Appreciation more for who Hashem is. So that way he could then have some sort of, you know, like, wow, you know, like it, it should, should impress him to such an extent that it will impact his midos, it will impact his ava, it will impact his yira, it will impact him in how he lives his life, right? But in order to do that, he has to go through this meditation, right? So right here, this whole discussion that we've had now for the past five minutes or ten minutes, this has not really talked about Hashem at all. All we're talking about are understanding Hashem through His creations and recognizing that all of these creations are coming from Him. So this is, the med- these, this is like the idea of what we're saying is how great Hashem is. We're praising Him, namely, but where are we praising Him? Through Him coming down into the world. It has nothing to do with Hashem. It has to do with His, so to speak, His offspring or what He's making. That's what it's talking about here. But at that moment, what are we trying to do when we have our, you know, filling on and we're sitting there and we're, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to have some sort of relationship with Hashem before we start davening in order that we should have like more of an appreciation of who Hashem is, at least from one perspective. Well, this perspective is a very low perspective. But on the other hand, it's a very real perspective because these are things that I can relate to. I could relate to a a uh, shark, or I could relate to a diamond, or I could relate to a blade of grass. These are things that I see every single day, right? And therefore, when I recognize that there's something behind this, oh, well, that's something that I can appreciate. So he's saying, How he created everything just from a ziv and a Like it says, that through the breath of his mouth, he created all the worlds. Yeah, good. Yeah. So when we say, like, we listen before, like, when we, Ishtabach, Shimcha, and all that, are we saying that about the Ziv and Ha'ara, or about the source of that? Well, we're, we're contrasting, or we're comparing, I guess you could say, that we're, we're looking at it as the Ziv, right? And we're seeing how far away Hashem is from that Ziv. Right. And by recognizing that, we could get a little bit of a perspective of what we're talking about when we say Hashem. Right, shimcha, just your shimcha, just your name, just that alone is like totally, you know, mind-boggling, right? So we're not even talking about you. Now think about you. It's like you know, you can't even put that. You know, there's no, you can't relate to it. It has nothing. You know, it, it makes no sense. In a sense, it, it is all about him from the perspective of shimcha. It's we're, we're, we're talking about these things that it's not you yourself, but it's all getting back to. 
the you. It's Shimcha. It's it's just your just your like I said. It's only a ray from him. Imagine that. Vegama he's bonus bezebe gedulas v'haflos or in tov. Baruch Hu. Also, there's a greatness, there's a meditation on the pafla, the wondrousness of the levad. That even this is all just an array alone. And how it's no comparison to the etzim of Hashem himself. Like it says, The things with you that I have no desire for. Imcha means what? Imcha means Right? This is the idea of Ganeidna Tachton, Ganeidna Elyon, right? All these different levels, right? Is just Imcha. That's just with you. So imagine, those are spiritual levels. We've been talking up until now about physical things. So the spiritual levels are even higher up on the, you know, the totem pole, so to speak. Right? So that is even more beyond what I can possibly imagine. Vezehu acharka b'kriyishma. So that's already now we're going to Kriyishma. Now back to Avalba Psukit is Zimra Ikara Vodahubina Ziv Ha'ara now. However, the idea of Psukit Zimra is the, the focus is on the Ziv and the Ha'ara. Right? The idea is on Hashem's creation of the world. Hashem the world, the world. Right? The whole Krishma, the whole Psukit Zimra, etc., is is all about Hashem that the main part of Psukit Zimra is which is which which uh capital of the Hillim. What's the main point of Psukit Zimra? Yeah, Ashrei. That's the main point. And which Pasuk in particular? Paseach HaShadecha. So what is Paseach HaShadecha referring to? He opens his hands. No, I know, I know that, I know that, but what is the, what is the concept? It's for sure the Z, but what is it, what's the concept? That everything gets successful. From. Oh, Hashem is a provider of me. Hashem is a provider of the whole world. Hashem is a provider. Right? So we're talking about not Hashem creating here even, but Hashem is even providing. So it's even on a, so to speak, a lower level. Right? But that's what we're talking about. We're talking about how Hashem is providing for me in terms of my parnasa, in terms of my health, in terms of my life, everything. Right? That's what we're talking about. That's the main focus of Sukkot Zimra. So it's changing, right? It's like trying to get us into the particular mode of operation that if Hashem, if I want sustenance, if I want Hashem to provide for me, so then I better, you know, change my attitude, basically. I want to have an attitude of being grateful to Hashem because He is taking care of me. And therefore, I want to have a different type of relationship with Him. Not that He's even necessarily, not that there's nothing else here except for Hashem. None of that stuff. It's just Hashem is providing for me. Now, as I was talking about yesterday, that is a much more real meditation for someone like us than the meditation of Eino Milvado. What does it mean, Eino Milvado? Eino Milvado means there's nothing, I'm not here. But I feel myself to be very much here. My whole life is about me, right? So that type of meditation is going to have a much greater influence on me than the meditation of Eino Milvado. Right? There's a whole, there's a whole Kuntras called Kuntras Eitz Chaim. Anyone ever learned Kuntras Eitz Chaim? Yeah, you read it? So that's one of the contrasim, right? The Rebbe Rashab said a few different contrasim for the Bachram and Yeshiva. We're learning one now, Kuntras Avaida, it's Kuntras Atfila. So one of the ones is Kuntras Eitzchayim. So one of the questions that he asked there is like, why are we even bothering to learn about, uh, about uh, Yichudi Allah? Like it's so far away from anything that we could possibly imagine. It's like, what, what's the point of it? Right? Are, aren't we wasting our times? So he explains over there, no, it's relevant. It's very important to learn about that too. 
only to give it perspective on what we are focusing on also with the Yichudei Tata. But there has to be a little bit of that every once in a while to meditate on that concept also. Not that we're going to all of a sudden take off and we're going to you know, cease to exist or something like that, but it gives us perspective and it's an important aspect of uh, learning Hasidus. But for the most part, we're talking about what we're talking about here, which is this idea of he is a provider for me, he's taking care of me, he's sustaining me, right? And therefore, I want to blank. Therefore, I'm going to change my attitude. Therefore, I'm going to, you know, he's going to be my number one target of my life, whatever it is. So that's what he's going to go on to say now. So this is the idea of that's it. It's just the ziv and the ha'ara. That's what we're talking about, right? It's a very, relatively speaking, a very low level. That's what we're talking about. It is a very low level compared to him. Why? The objective of a psuke de zimra is not to be in a state of rotza. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? The idea of getting rid of anything distracting. Okay, that's pretty good. What's chakika b'mechutz? Engraving from without, from outside. So what does that mean? What does that mean? It's more chitzonis. True, it's more chitzonis. So like understanding the world around us, No, 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 no. Chakikam is a phrase. Well, it's like, imagine the muscle of a person that wants to take a, a piece of wood, and with that piece of wood, he wants to make a cup. So in order to make that cup, the first thing he has to do is he has to, you know, basically take off the bark, Right, take off the you know all the different thorns that are sticking out of this piece of wood. He has to first carve it from the outside before he could do anything, before he does any fine work on it and any like special designs on this cup or anything like that. The first thing he's doing is a chakika mibachutz. He has to start you know cutting away all the all the grub things that are out there. Like anyone ever learned about how they write a, a sefer Torah, right? Then make the the parchment. So the first thing they have to do is they have to take off all the pieces of meat that are still on the piece of skin. They have to take away all the hair, right? That's the beginning of what we talk about in terms of avoida. In other words, the word of avoida that we're constantly using throughout Hasidus is based on what? Hides. Hides, that's right. It's exactly what it's based on, right? Right? So the idea is that the first step in this whole process is that you have to take away all the... Uh, way before you can get to even, you know, uh, stretching it and, and carving it and all the stuff that you, we do, right? You have to take away all the all the the garbage on the outside. So that's the concept that we're saying here, that just to put us in the right, you know, perspective, we have to start with a very very external approach. The external approach is thinking about Hashem from from the point of view of him being a creator of, of the rocks and of the sand and of the fish and of the uh, and that he's sustaining you right it's yeah. it's not it's not the ms i mean it is the ms but it's not the ultimate point that's the idea of sukhadisimra to put you into the right frame of mind that's a, that's what he's saying here that he says kiim so the idea is not a state of rotsa what does he mean by it's not a state of rotsa what does that mean what is he talking about Yochanan, what is he talking about here? 
No. Yeah, it's a charya. Doesn't ratza mean like the neshama trying to leave the body? Good. Right? Very good. That's right. Ratza v'shuv go together, right? Ratza is bichlal, the concept of the neshama going up to want to become included in Hashem, and shuv means that the neshama comes back down to do its mission down in this world. So the idea of davening bichlal is the idea of ratza, right? In general, you could say the idea of davening is the concept of ratza. Right, and the idea of um, and the idea of 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 getting to a point that you want that you have been so excited about Hashem, right? That that's the idea of where we're heading for in davening, right? And then the idea of shuv is to bring that whole energy back down into into the neshama back in the goof in order that he should go and live his daily life and do the things that he has to do, right? But at this stage in Pesukah Zimra, it's not about ratza; it's about just putting you into the proper perspective. Ratza is more the idea of Kriyashma. Ratza is more the idea of Shema Yisrael, Shem Elokeinu, Shem Echad. Echad, when you get to Echad, you're supposed to be holding by a level that Echad. Echad, echad means there's only Echad. Then you like hit the walls, no? What? Then you like start hitting the walls, no? Oh. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> okay, but the point being, but the point being that, but that's not the goal of Pesukah Zimra. The goal of Pesukah Zimra is Chakika Mibichutz. It's the, it's the starting of the carving out of all the garbage that's there to try to take away all that garbage that's, that's on me. You know, to get rid of my taivas for Oilam Hazeh. That's basically what it's doing. You know, it's like a, 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 trying to put us in a different perspective. Person, a person wants to, you know, let's say a person has a, has a what do you want to call it, has a condition, a medical condition. So the doctor tells him that, uh, you know, you have a medical condition and what you should really do is you have to do some, like, exercise and you have to change your diet and you have to do this and you have to do that. So ultimately, ultimately, the person really, what he wants more than anything is he wants to live. That's really what he wants. So, uh, so when he wakes up, though, in the morning, the first thing he's thinking about is the Danish that he wants to eat. So he has to do a meditation to think, well, if I'm going to eat this Danish... Right and just lounge around watching TV, so I'm not going to live. So therefore, I better change my attitude. I better maybe I should get put on some sneakers and get out there and uh, you know run or walk or do some exercise or do something like that and not eat the Danish. But it goes against his nature. His nature is he wants to sit on the couch watching TV and eating Danishes all day. That's what he wants to do. This person, right? That's why he got himself into trouble in the first place. Right, so so the point is, is that what what is the doctor trying to? The doctor is trying to convince him that it's not in his really best interest. Ah, he wants it, yeah, as Yitzhak Hara wants it. But really, even the Nefesh Bahamis wants to live more than to die, right? I mean, if a person's on God forbid in a hospital, they say, look, uh, if you eat this food, you're going to die right now. So he's like, oh, I'm never going to eat that food. You know, give me that. You know, because right now it's you know it's very much in his das. He's sitting, God forbid, lying down in a hospital bed. He's not, he's not going to you know, wind up eating this type of food right here, right? Once he goes back home, he starts to forget about the experience of being in the hospital. He forgets about that. You know, yeah. And so the idea of Pesuket Zimra is the idea of bring this guy back into orbit. Bring him back into where he's supposed to be. That Oh, wait a minute. I remember the doctor said to me, Alex, Gabriel, move a little bit that way so I can see Alex's beautiful face. Right, so, so the point is that 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 it's it's putting him back into the orbit 
of saying, whoa, you know, really living is more important than a Danish for me. Right? It just doesn't make any sense to eat this Danish. And it doesn't make any sense to sit on a couch all day long. That doesn't make any sense. You know? But he has to, in order to do that, it takes a tremendous amount of effort. You, I mean, it takes a tremendous amount of effort for everyone to get up there and, you know, put on your sneakers and go running or to do something like that or to hold yourself back from eating something. Oh, that's what I told you to remind me today. I, I, one of my former students sent me a... Uh, sent me a, a, a small video of this, um, of this, uh, whatchamacallit, of this neurologist from, uh, from Stanford that was showing that, that the, the reason for, dep- he was going on and on about, he was showing that the reason for depression nowadays is that, that people can't do it, don't do a scafia. He doesn't use the word scafia, but that's basically what he said. He said that because people are so indulgent on everything that there's no control. And so therefore, they're just, their dopamine is constantly trying to hit the dopamine button over and over and over and over and over again until they, they have nothing left. There's, no, there's nothing to be excited about. There's nothing, there's nothing there. And he, his whole shita is, interestingly enough, that people have to start doing iskafia. He doesn't use the word iskafia, but he says, yeah, people have to start holding themselves back and they have to like not you know, look at their telephone for the first hour of the day and they have to, you know, hold themselves back from just eating whatever they want to eat. And they want to hold this, you know, all, all the things that we talk about, you know, in terms of, you know, uh, it was just interesting. So he sent it to me, a student of mine from 15 years ago, whatever. Um, so I'm still preaching the same uh, speech, I guess, for the last 20. That's not yet. I mean, that's Hashem. I'll continue no, for a lot of years. The one with the but, it's more like an speech, I feel. What? The one that you're doing this year with the hits on you, I feel it's like a new speech. It's a new speech? No, all my speeches are old. No, 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 no new stuff. No chidushim. Anyway, I don't know. Anyway, but the point being, so the point being is that, that it's not normal, though, to not eat that Danish. It's not normal to not sit on the couch and watch, a, you know, football all day on Sunday. Right? Because that's, it's, it's comfortable. And people, Right. It's comfortable. So if, if a person wants to change that in himself, he has to meditate. Not meditate like I'm going to put my fingers together, sit cross-legged and float five inches off of the ground. That's not what I'm talking about, meditate. It means, it means to, to, to think about what are the ramifications of what it is that he's doing. And what are the ramifications of what it would be like if he didn't do that, if he, if he went against his natural uh, course of events, right? If he goes against what he wants to do, if he wants to do it. Now, here we're talking about mitzad, the Indian of a diet, right? I'm just talking about a purely gashmiistic thing. Because you could do this whole thing purely gashmias also, just because you, you know, maybe like a model. He wants to, you know, they want to look good, so therefore they're like not eating or whatever, you know? That's it's the opposite of what we're talking about here. That's that's the concept of making yourself into more of a yesh. But what we're ta- what we're talking about is, is in terms of the what it looks like on the outside looks the same, but there's a different kavana. The kavana is that he, now he is thinking to himself. That's the objective of Sukkot Zimra is to make a change in his perspective that he recognizes that Hashem is the provider. Hashem is the one that's taking care of me. Hashem is my ticket, right? Hashem, if you have, a, you know, like it says, you, want to, you have any address that you want to send your letter to, your complaints, your everything, yeah, there's only one address, Hashem. Hashem is the address. You have to ask Hashem, to dive into Hashem, right? Change your, change your perspective. Yeah. Could you say that it's like, and the danger of if he doesn't actually think about it and he just tries to go right to Ava, he got this guy who's trying to do a diet goes right to the emotion. So instead of thinking, I might die, he just thinks, 
he, he goes right to the emotion, oh, I have to do this because I'm told I have to. So then the next morning, he, he goes on a run. He's inspired. But he never actually sat down and said, if I don't do this for the next year, I'm going to die. He never actually internalized it because he didn't think about it. And so it lasts for like two days. And then he goes back on it. And then he gets depressed. And he, So the danger of just trying to jump right into the, the ichor without actually... Yeah, I mean that's that that's what often happens with people, right? It, and but even if they right. do think about it, it doesn't mean that they're going to have that leftover to tomorrow because we do daven pesukim every single day, because it goes against our grain, right? And every day we have to remind ourselves, and we have to use the davening as an opportunity to to reevaluate our lives and to re you know reapproach or do a, a different approach to the way I'm naturally wired. Because it's not the normal thing. See, for a tzaddik, it's a normal thing because that's how he's wired. For us, it's, this is not a normal thing. It's not the way we were wired, and so therefore, it's like, you know, oh, we have to, we have to like start all over again. And that's what happens every day. You start all over again, and you go, okay, okay, let's go. All right, everyone, get on the bus. Let's go. Here we go. Well, you know, and that's what's supposed to happen. And that's what he says is the chakika mebechutz. In order that what? In order that you should become a kli, right, to the higher levels of what you're supposed to be experiencing during birkas kriyashma and kriyashma. Now, for a tzaddik, he actually does climb this ladder every single day, right? And it, we learn that, you know, this level is asiya, then you go to yitzira, then you go to bria, then you go to atzilus, and then you go, you know. Okay, so we are not traveling on that. You know, don't don't fool ourselves. Let's not uh, let's not be ridiculous here. But there is a concept of developing in your mind a certain you know development of thought where you are uh, going to move further and further in your in your approach to Hashem, and that's sort of like what we were trying to do here. You know. Rowi means fit. Kimitzada chumri is vegasu so. Did I skip? Okay, from from the darkness of the night, because from the chumris and gasus, because what happens is that, so to speak, the darkness of the night, right, causes it to be more of a grub kite. Now, when he says chumris, as opposed to gashmis, right? So gashmis is physical, chumris means materialistic. Materialistic is a much more negative uh, word. And then gasus is even more of a negative word because gasus implies like a very, like a grub, thick, coarse, right, idea. So that's even deeper into, this, uh, into the muck. So he, what happens is that he goes further and further away from Elokus. Because really the way he wakes up in the morning, he's not really a Kli for Elokus. Yeah? That he could possibly have that level of Ava. This is the idea of This is the idea of the Because the whole objective is that you person should move away from where he's holding right now. That's the point. In other words, where he starts today is certain is a certain matzav. That matzav has to change. Right? He wakes up as a coarse person. Right? He has to wash his hands originally as soon as he wakes up in the morning to get all the tumo off of his hands, right? Everyone, no doubt, right? They set up their negelwasser by their bed every night, the night before, you know, so you don't have to get out of bed in the morning. And then you wash your hands negelwasser, right, to get off all the tumor that's in you. And then you start with modani, right? 
and then you and, and you and you and you then you proceed with the day. But where you're holding, right? Then you go to mikvah, right? You have the first modani, then washing hands, right? And then the idea is, and you go to mikvah. To, again, you're trying to const- your each of these things is to get you to a different state um, from where you are. Then you go learn Hasidis, and the Hasidis, when we're discussing these things, so this is supposed to change the, your approach, change my approach, not your approach, as opposed to me, me as much as you. And then we are supposed to spend, you know, even a few minutes uh, you know, thinking about the mimer, thinking about this. Like, so you could think about this today, right? Spend, spend two minutes, three minutes, and, you know, trying to keep your brain from, you know, drifting off into outer space, and then keep your, bring your brain back, then bring it up, back, back, oh, no. Bring the bring back, bring the bring back, bring the bring back, bring the bring back. And then you're ready to start davening, then you start davening, and you start reading the words, and your brain is thinking about something else, and you bring your brain back, and you're thinking about the words, you're thinking, oh, yeah, thinking about the words, and, oh, I'm and this is this constant fight throughout the davening of trying to focus on what you're saying and change your matzav, change your, where you're holding, change what, what, what you're standing at right now. That's what the objective is. Until you finally get to a point where you become more and more and more unclear for godliness, that's the objective of this whole experience. Until finally, then you, then the person's supposed to be, oh wow, you know, like a little bit more on, you know, on fire, and then from there to bring it back down, and then to do what? To dive into the pancakes? No, then then then, <laughs> then to recognize that the objective of life is not what's for breakfast. Right? What's for breakfast? You know, like, and that's what happens. That's what happens to most people. As soon as they finish their this whole, they try so hard in their davening, and they have to, you know, they run downstairs, to, you know, to indulge in, in the pancakes and indulge in the French toast or whatever it is. Right? And then they then they squash back to square one again. Right? So that's so, like so this is. Uh, what it should be is, you know, of course, a person has to eat, and a person has to take care of himself, whatever. But it shouldn't be with such a vigor. Or maybe when you put the pancakes on the plate, you know, uh, instead of eating right away, you wait 30 seconds and sit there, and then you, you take a bite, then you put the fork down, and you take another bite and take the fork down again. In other words, it's uh, you know, in other words, it shouldn't be with such a with such a uh, with such a fire, uh, you know. But this is a challenge of being a human being. That it's this this to and this fro, you know, constantly. Of on the one hand, we want to be godly people. On the other hand, God sent us into this Gashmiistic world and he made it impossible to not be in the Gashmiistic world. So that's our challenge and that's what we're working towards. And then he throws different curveballs at us all day long and we're supposed to hit those curveballs out of the park and sometimes we swing and we miss. And that's what happens. And sometimes we hit the ground ball right to the shortstop and that's the other. And sometimes we actually, you know, tee it off and, 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 and you know, hit, 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 you know yeah, hit a double or something like that. You know, but the objective is to recognize at least when you when you when you're the objective is that throughout the day you should try to uh, you know so to speak check back in to where you're supposed to be. In other words, where you were in the davening, right? That should impact your day in general, right? So a person that has works on this davening, his day is going to be a different day. But don't think that all of a sudden you're disappearing, you know, like into thin air. It's like, no, you have all those curveballs all day long. And sometimes you have to stop for 30 seconds and like recharge and check back into a base, you know, and sort of like, okay, where am I supposed to be? What am I doing? Okay, get back out there and get back in the game. You know, you have to, you have to sometimes sit on the bench for a little while to, you know, to 
that's important too. Okay, anyway, this is all the discussion of the Chakika Babachutz, and we'll continue Mirz Hashem tomorrow. Please do uh, new Chazara. Now, let's talk about for a second. Uh,